From the crime-burdened planet of Narshada to the dusty streets of Mos Eisley, broadcasting you from somewhere deep in an underground bunker on Nalhutta, this is Table Flip. Table Flip is hosted by Patrick. <laughs> Nick. And Matt. The Techno Union Army. guys hello welcome to table flip uh this is going to be episode 32 we are live streaming this uh show uh, which we will be doing every two weeks saturdays at 11 a.m that way it's about 4 p.m in the european areas so trying to get that little i guess evened time zone mapping i have no idea whatever but uh you can see our faces now if you guys want to join us live on on saturdays which is also kind of creepy but you know whatever um, I'm I'm Patrick. That's Nick. That's Matt. What's up, guys? Hey, hi everybody. Don't everyone okay, talk at that once. That delay gets. <laughs> I'm gonna close. Not yeah, watch yeah, the yeah. Class. That delay confuses me. Yeah, I was about to say don't uh, don't watch the stream. <laughs> yeah, don't watch the stream. It's it's about a 30 second delay uh, just for those servers. So, um, but we have spoilers you... and whatnot. Uh, go ahead, Nick. Oh, I was just gonna say, if you're into Ghostbusters, don't cross the streams. There you go. There you go. See, that never, I never understood that because they eventually did, and nothing imploded. Like they just killed. Well, the, the, the so boss. it's the it's the risk of complete proton reversal. That's why they don't want to do it. Is because <laughs> it could create a singularity that well, would right, but negate existence. Something, something reversed the polarity. Oh no! Yeah. Now I'm in Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. I've okay. never actually watched Doctor Who. Oh really? It's actually a pretty good show. I mean, besides the fact that, like, season one is, like, is good, but you got to get first past the first season or else you're just you're just going to be, like, screw Like, I've watched the first season, like, four or five times and never got <laughs> and never got past it. And then me and my wife started watching it, and we're on, like, season six, and we're like, this show's awesome. <laughs> so, but uh, let's uh, let's talk about some, some cool stuff here. Um, yes. Star Wars, that other yeah, sci-fi Star, thing. Yeah, Star Wars. <laughs> Um, Darth BS, I know the Twitch app is completely broken. It does not work half the time. So, yeah, it's it. I guess Twitch is supposedly aware of this, but it's it's just not. It, it it'll probably never actually get fixed because Twitch is awesome like that. So, that's all right. Um, we have spoilers. We're going to talk about the the Navy spoilers, which is just a very odd set. But uh, I, I think that it'll definitely help out the Navy. Um, we're going to be talking about some of the, the decks that we've been playing and looking at some of the, the meta changes that have been going on. And uh, also, we're going to talk about Matt's ridiculous collection of playmats. <laughs> <laughs> but, they um, just keep coming. I, they do, they do. You're just like, I just keep winning. I can't stop it. First world problems. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Nick, how have you need- been? Uh, I've been busy. Half the reason we haven't uh, recorded in such a long time is uh, June is the busiest time for my job. Um, I work pretty much 8 a.m. to 4 a.m. most days. So um, it gets really, really busy. So we haven't been able to really find a good schedule, but that should change now for the summer. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I actually just started uh, teaching one of my coworkers how to play. Nice. And they are actually very good. I'll have to say this for a beginner. He really got the concept of playing out everything in his hand as much as possible, mm-hmm. um, which really worked for him. I was just playing the stock um, starter deck for the Empire, right. and I gave him sort of the greatest hits of the Smugglers and Spies. So he had Han Solo, and he had a few other things, and, and I actually threw in rumors at the Cantina for him just so that he could get over the um, resource matching because it's kind of a hard concept. Right. early on to learn and it was a quite a, a tough combination he uh he had a couple objectives down before i got the dial up uh only because he would literally play out almost every card in his hand and um he sort of got over that towards the end saving things for edge battles etc but um it was a very interesting uh teaching moment so awesome i that's enjoyed cool. it that's very cool 
now, no, I know Matt that you've just gotten done moving, and uh, yeah, you can still see the boxes back behind me. <laughs> you can see them in the back of the yeah. Back. Yeah. Now it's funny because uh, Matt actually moved to where I live, Ohio, and so we're like card buddies now, I guess. So huzzah, huzzah, and uh, <laughs> we just got done talking to our local card game store about doing our weekly uh, little card game. I guess, Schwarway, Schwarwa, whatever you want to call it. It's game night, except it's at 2 p.m. in the afternoon, so game <laughs> afternoon. Game afternoon. The, but, the poster uh, yeah. definitely says game night on it. It. Do, it does, it does. But if you guys are in the, if anyone's in the Ohio area, uh, we meet every Sunday at 2 o'clock at Checkmate Games. Uh, if you want any more information, just hit us, hit us up on Twitter or ask on our Facebook. By the way, we have a Twitter, uh, at Table Flip Show, and Facebook, uh, at Table Flip Show. I believe that's our Facebook as well. I, I never I think it's one table of them flip is podcast. podcast. Yeah. yeah, it's the 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 Facebook is table flip podcast, uh, and I, uh, I, I just want to point out change that. Uh, well, since I I moderate most of it, um, welcome to the the few new people who have joined us in the last few weeks, and yeah. uh, just to give a shout out to some of our sister groups, um, you know, we have the. Uh, LCG Victoria Group uh, down in Australia, um, and then also the DFW Dagobah Denizens, which is one of the groups that we also coordinate with, and uh, of course all of the other groups that we mentioned from week to week. Uh, we really appreciate being able to work with you guys, and uh, appreciate your support and uh, supporting the game. So thank you. Awesome. Yeah, d definitely. Thank you for uh, all all the cool stuff. Why didn't that link work? Gosh darn it. <laughs> Ah, all right. Well, uh, Matt, what has your uh, week been like other than moving? Um, I take things out of boxes and I put them where they go. I, um, it's been nice. I actually got some real life games in instead of Octagon here. Nice. Yeah, yeah I, the, I, I gotta say that closest, was nice. Yeah, the closest game store where I was in. Um, Tennessee was about half an hour away, and that is closest game store, not closest game store where people played. Mm -hmm. And there were several people who kind of, sort of played Star Wars, but what they really played was X-wing. Like they, right. they'd have huge turnouts for X-wing, and people were like, oh yeah, I have some Star Wars cards too. But they played X-wing and Game of Thrones, so um, I had to drive two hours for X-wing tournaments. Ooh. That former host Nate, if you guys remember him. He he was about two hours away there, so Worth it's it. nice. It's nice to be here. It's twenty minutes to the game store instead of thirty. That's nice. That's an improvement, and they're <laughs> they've been very supportive in the one week I've been here. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> but, <laughs> they were supportive when we first started out too, and then they're just kind of like meh, whatever. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I think um, it's gonna be good if we can. Yeah. Again, anyone who's anywhere near Toledo and wants to come out, checkmate games at 2 p.m. every Sunday. This week, um, we have all my extra alternate art Han Solos, which are, once again, courtesy of Nate. And um, Nate's awesome. Anyone who comes, Han Solo. Up to the first... Up to the first 13 people. I, oh. I do have a limited supply. <laughs> it's, not, it's not limited, <laughs> but uh, yes. all right. So uh, let's talk about our spoilers real quick because the set itself is interesting. Uh, I'm going to throw out the objective set here uh, for the, the viewers. And what was your guys' initial impressions when you first, uh, when you first actually uh, saw this? Uh, Nick, we'll start with you. So – I got to see these before Matt and Patrick actually, so I'm going to kind of revel in that for a minute. <laughs> um, my initial uh, response was to continually uh, do the line from Empire Strikes Back where he, Vader goes, Captain Piet, and then he's like, blah, 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 Admiral Piet, uh, <laughs> because I think that's just so funny and such a well-written scene. Yeah. Um, but in, in terms of what the actual set does, I think this is a really great mechanism uh, to make the edge battle um, a focus or at least something that the Navy does not uh, fall behind in. So we, we've seen early on from smugglers and spies and other, um, you know, the factions that they have a great advantage in terms of uh, fate cards. Mm -hmm. So this now is a fate centric deck or yep. set, sorry. And then it also has, you know, a major unit who comes with three health. And even though he has the five cost that allows you to bolster the, uh, 
the edge battle by attaching fate cards to right. him. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, then you have the Admiral's Assault, which allows you to pull things from your discard pile, i.e. fate cards. And then you have also the, uh, what is it, the Hoth reinfor uh, reinforcements, yeah. where you chain that with Battle of Hoth. So mm -hmm. I think this is a really great deck or set. I keep saying deck. I don't know why that. Because I want to include thing. it in a deck. Yeah. Same thing. So I think it's a really great, uh, you know, set to include simply because now you're changing the focus of the scenario against your opponent. Because if you have Admiral Piet out there and you have the appropriate defenders with him mm -hmm. and you can win those edge battles by playing the fate cards, you're sort of, you know, br uh, buttering your own bread because right. now you've won the fate or you've won the edge battle with the fate cards. You attach them. Now the edge battle for the next time becomes even you know more difficult to overcome. Mm -hmm. And you have to say to the other player, okay, well now I will win all edge battles from here on out. Right. So, yeah. you know, yeah, giving the navy an edge an edge boost is really really good, and of course we will show the the rest of the card sets as we go on. But Matt, what was your initial impression of the set? It is a really strange set. <laughs> um, it, you know, I like what it's doing. I'm not sure how I'm ever how I'm going to work it in. Um, I think. Despite being the vehicle set, Navy is gaining a bunch of characters that are in the once they hit table, they have to die now list. Yeah. Um, you know, Piet, Which is good because it yeah. really pressures the light side to target units and not target objectives. Yeah. Piet has to die now. Um, Madi is always, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it, when he's on table, he's target number one for yep. your targeted strike. Um, Veer's similar thing with how much he boosts all the other defenders. Um, you know, all of those Navy officers have a great ability that Tarkin, even though he doesn't see much play, if, if he is on table, you want him dead. You know, all, all of these Navy officers and... I'm almost tempted to run him now because we have a lot of really, really good uh, kind of units that kind of culminate with, with the rest of the Navy set. Yeah. But, I mean, like... Running two of him just doesn't seem right to me because, one, you get that stupid card that literally doesn't do anything, but you can search your deck for a navy card. Like, I get that. I get you're trying to, like, search for certain events, but, man, the rest – that card just is awful. The engineer, whatever he's called, yeah. that has, has zero icons. Yeah, he has shielding, but zero icons. Like, I understand yeah. the point, but I don't understand the point. But let uh, first let's talk about the objective um admiral assault it's a five for one which is pretty standard it's a hoth objective which is really really useful um and then it's reaction after this objective enters play return the topmost fate card in your discard pile to your hand that that's huge especially if you're running um a lot of really good fate cards now the of course the reaction once it enters play um it's kind of a double-edged sword. A one-off. Yeah, it, it's really just well, kind it's of a one-off. Yeah. So, I mean, it's useful, but it's uh, – I, I would prefer it to be like damages this objective to return the topmost fate card to your hand or something a little bit more useful than just a just one-off. Um, well, this is definitely an objective you don't want to see in your first flop. You <laughs> no. want this. This is, this is the card you want when you see your opponent – put the smugglers and spies object you know affiliation card out and then you go okay well here we go this is where he gets han solo first turn or something right. like that or falcon you know falcon lando and then they blow up an objective and then you flip this and then it becomes an uphill battle for the other player yeah well especially if you get like an extra target of opportunity or battle of hoth or even a twist of fate if you're running recon mm -hmm. um matt any any like weird tricks that you might be able to do with this objective set um, I mean, the problem is you have no control over the timing of its right. ability. Um, kind of, sort of true. <laughs> I mean, but you can really pull up a convoluted combo to get control of the timing using deploy the fleet and um, the, uh, what is it, watching I the the scum version of Slicing End that just came out. I can't remember the name. Oh, hang on. I, I have the... Uh, the, the one with Witten. Yeah, I have my cards in my hand. Uh, watchful, oh, Watchful, watchful Eyes. I was close. Yeah. Um, so you could use Watchful Eyes and um, 
deploy the fleet to set up the it to come in when you want it to mm -hmm. but you know if it comes in at the beginning of the game it's a blank objective yeah if it comes in too early in the game you might not have a fate card in your discard pile yet though mm -hmm. the rest of the set will help with that um and if it comes in too late in the game you might be too far behind it, it you know it in general i don't like reactions after the subjective enters play yeah i don't either unless they have a total like game breaking effect um you you, you mean you mean like the new the new smuggler um scum, uh, the, I think the new scum objective after the subjective enters play destroy all units in play <laughs> yes if you're going to have a after the subjective enters play that basically gives you a blank objective for the rest of the time right which it, i mean well, is, better is, be that big of an effect yeah. Yeah. But think of it this way. I mean, that scum objective, say you've now put out a really great, you know, panoply of units and, you know, you have Boba Fett with armor and a gun, you know, and the yeah. blaster and everything like that. And, and, oh, yeah. and then, yeah. And then all of a sudden you, you flop that. Okay. Well, game over for you. You just ruined your own, no, you know. No, it's not forced. Well, yeah, true. So that is true. You just flipped a blank objective. So again, yeah. after they, after objective inter play effects are okay but i don't think this one's quite strong enough uh i would like it a little more if it was any fake card in your discard pile mm -hmm. instead of mm -hmm. just the topmost. um but you know it it's not bad it it's hoth it synergizes great with the rest of the set yeah um, no it does all right so it's, it's not the part of the set i'm excited about though <laughs> let's talk about the rest of the set here uh admiral piet is on screen now to the the left and uh he is a five cost two force icons three hp unit with one black unit damage and one edge unit damage and he is a sith unit and he is a character officer he by, reads... by sith you mean navy right yeah i'm sorry it's it's been a, I'm i'm tired <laughs> Uh, he reads, uh, while this unit is attacking during the edge battle, uh, uh, I'm sorry, while this unit is attacking during the edge battle, resolve the effects and count force icons of each attached fate card as if it were in your edge stack. So that's basically what the Rebels one does. The, uh, the card that the Rebels have, right? Well, I mean, his reaction is what's important. So it's after you discard a fate card not named Twist of Fate from your edge stack, attach it to this unit. So after you oh. you have, a, you know, you play an edge stack with fate cards in it, they then get attached to Admiral Piat, and then what happens is, is when he goes into battle, he then adds whatever attached edge-enabled, or, well, edge icons the force icons as part of his edge stack. So, I mean, you could have two or three cards attached to him and now you don't even have to play an edge stack. Yeah, I yeah. I I completely miss that. <laughs> you you stack a couple of battle of hoths on him and he can't all lose. of a sudden he, he has yeah. nine nine free edge icons and removes three damage from your objectives every time he attacks. Well, and see, he can't be twisted because well, and there's a new the, edge stack and those get added in like the well, the light side can't twist him yeah well i mean it's just the, it's the fact that i mean you don't count those fate cards because they're attached to him it's it's just that they get the icons from them so you want those and high number facts. value ones yeah and, and the effects yeah i mean that's like yeah even putting, oh yeah and the effects Sorry. even putting uh a heat of battle on a battle hoth of them that gives them edge five <laughs> i mean mm -hmm. edge five a damaging hoth or heal your hoth objectives and an extra unit damage now, the only problem is is he has 3 HP. Now, his 5 cost is completely justified. Um, I would definitely definitely agree with that. Uh, Matt, your webcam's a little dark, by the way. And you're also muted. Sorry. Right, I, you're good. Um, I don't have much I can do about the dark, unfortunately, other than open the blinds back up, which will really horribly backlight me. All right, that's fine. Um, so, I mean, like... He's good, but he's he's too much of a target to let live. So he might like work like one or two turns, but maybe that's all the that's really all you need for for the game. I mean, like to me, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, Yoda Man says in chat, Chewie's probably going to see even more play to counter Piat, which is actually a really, really good uh, statement. But if he has one heat of battle on him and a couple other edge cards, Chewie can't do anything because Chewie will and, just automatically die. Well, that one heat of battle, Chewie will fling back at him for two damage. No, that's true. And you're gonna—he's uh, a rebel assault target. I mean, yes. really? Yeah. He's he's a rebel assault, sacrifice your fighters, you know. Han. Yeah, I mean, he's literally just whatever you can pull out to get rid of him mm -hmm. is what is going to happen. Like, this will be one of those ones where it's like, oh, I don't have to use this all the time, but when Admiral Piet comes out, now you have to focus him, and I can do whatever I need to over here to, to really sway you from doing anything else. Yeah, the, the big problem with him is his ability only works when he is attacking. Yeah, well, it'd be kind of stupid if it wasn't. Right. Just well, and he has no blast damage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, but so, but like this is a pure support set for Navy. Yeah, I mean it's like it has three fate cards in it for goodness sake, and then um, it has the 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 next card we'll we'll talk about real quick. Uh, quick, oh, wow, mm -hmm. quick is uh, where is it? Uh, Hoth, Hoth reinforcements. Uh, it's a two cost, one force icon, one HP card with a white enabled blast uh, objective damage. Uh, reaction after the Battle of Hoth, uh, Fate card resolves. Put this unit into play from your discard pile. So, I mean, if you're running a Navy deck, you're generally going to have a lot of Battle of Hoths in there, so you might as well just throw them at the edge battle, resolve the, the Fate card, mm -hmm. and then hopefully next turn you, you, you can use them again. So it's... It's Have a battle of Hoth on Piet. Yeah. It resolves every time he attacks. Yeah, like, the synergy is really, really good there. But, I don't know, it, it's an interesting unit. I'm not sure if I would really run this set in anything, because the, the other cards, I'll just show up on screen here real quick. Crick. Wow, brain. Battle of Hoth, <laughs> uh, Heat of Battle, and Seeds of Decay. So, I mean, it. it's a really interesting concept for... Uh, the objective itself, but uh, Nick, how, how would you run this in a deck? I mean, honestly, I think it's just maybe a one-off, or you know, I I like to put two of everything in. That's just the way I like to play. I like to have the same cards coming through. Right. But you know, I, I see it just as you know, if if you're encountering a lot of opponents, and I guess you have to know your meta, you know where edge battles become primarily important. Mm -hmm. This can really change the focus of what your opponent has to do or what they have to respond to. And it shifts the Navy away. And, and to be honest, like I'm probably a little bit more dated than everyone else because of the new decks coming out and things like that. But it, it takes Navy away from being like a DPS race where it's like, okay, I'm going to put out walkers. Or I'm going to put out, you know, a bunch of stormtroopers, And now it's going to be who can slug the most damage each turn back and forth and right. et cetera, et cetera. And, I honestly think this is kind of an answer to the prominence of uh, the edge abilities of smugglers and spies. And I mm -hmm. think that's where you see a lot of these cards coming out is that the, like smugglers and spies was so great with the Millennium Falcon and all the other things that came out in Edge of Darkness that now it's like the, the rest of the factions are catching up. And I think yeah. that's why Jedi have gotten so much attention and now Navy's getting attention and Sith have kind of always been good, so we don't need to touch them, but... You know, this is, I think, uh, a build-up for the Navy. No, I would definitely agree. Um, Matt, how would you run this in, in, a, in a deck? I think this is asking to be in a hot deck, obviously. Right. Um, maybe, uh, full disclosure, Patrick just um, sent me the spoilers about an hour ago. So, <laughs> um, That's my fault. That's, that's all right. You get my fresh thoughts. Yeah. So you get um, this, um, maybe Veers, um, Walkers. I mean, Navy and Hoth, you have a lot of tricks. You can go with Sabotage in the Snow. Um, and you have lots of ways you can get tons of copies of Battle of Hoth and you then just don't die um, you could consider instead of running you could consider 
doing like a splash navy and um, run the mm -hmm. Sith, the Sith Hoth stuff, and have um, make it even harder to kill everything. Okay. I. There, yeah. There's a few. Yeah, you, you know, it's it's funny because I'm well, really not sure. It it yeah. it's a gimmick. It's a gimmick set. It is very gimmicky. But gimmick doesn't make it bad. No. Gimmick just makes it interesting in this case. And where where exactly do I go? Yeah, uh, it's it's something. Well, you know, it's funny because Matt's like, I don't really know what to say because no one really like I'm looking at this thing going, okay, uh, like I would almost put this in a Sith deck. Like, yeah. like I would almost put this in a Sith deck just to have Admiral uh, Piet there to be protected. I mean, and <laughs> and like being able to attach force cards or uh, cards to him, and then just having yeah, I'm gonna have Palpatine Invader go in with targeted strike, and you have a rage in your hand, and Admiral Piet comes in, boom, you have five edge to start out with, and the light side player has three cards in hand. Yeah, maybe they're gonna have a twist, but. Guess what? They're going to twist your non-existent fate cards, and they're not going to be able to do anything. So I would, yeah. I would almost argue that this has to go in a Sith deck because it's more of a, a control play style. Now, one interesting thing, um, speaking of the light side twisting, is Admiral Piet gets fate cards whether or not he's in the edge battle. And it doesn't matter if they resolve or not. If you discard them... Um, from an edge stack, which would include, I think, if it gets twisted, because you mm -hmm. discard the edge stacks and start a new edge battle. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're if he's in the engagement, even the edge cards you lay in the edge stack are twist proof. And yeah, if he's not yeah. in the engagement, yeah, they might twist your heat of battle, but it just goes to Admiral Piet or mm -hmm. for the next round. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he makes an interesting splash into the Sith Hoth or um, Navy Hoth, and you could you could run it without the Hoth and just say, well, I have this um, the Battle of Hoth. That's three icons. Three icons is good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it'll be a really interesting way to really make sure that you're winning the edge battle. But man, even you know, this would even work in like a really, really good scum deck too, because scum have trouble at winning the edge as well. So like being able to just completely keep uh, cards there would be interesting. And scum are able to control the board with tactics. So like, I I'm not even sure that this would really work in a navy deck. Like I, I don't think that this is really like maybe just a one-off. But I I honestly feel that it's not navy deck material because like. Even even the newer one that we got that was uh, reinforcements, and the new force pack, is still all about like damage and pushing through things. And the one that we got now is just is just pure support. And I really think that it's more just suited in more of a controlly style deck. I mean, I don't know. Now speaking of that last set, it had. Um... Echoes of the Force, if I remember right, as yes, a fake card. Yes, it does. Echoes of the Force. Um, so, which means Navy actually now has more copies of Echoes of the Force than anyone else, mm -hmm. because it's been in two of their sets, and now they have Seeds of Decay as well. Now, there's some fun for you if you get Piet with a couple of copies of Echoes and Seeds on him. He can commit and then put focus tokens on people, kind of willy-nilly. Oh, Yeah. It'd be like, That's oh, it. none of your defenders are committed. Here's a couple of force cards and uh, focus token with them. Yeah, I like this set just really confuses me. I'm just like, <laughs> well, well, uh, and when that's good though because it's it's not a set that you can just look at and go, oh, well, this clearly works with this. It's, huh? That that's a new way to to, to kind of look at things. Um, but isn't that sh how it should be? I mean, yeah, it, it, it shouldn't be, oh my gosh, like another one of the same kind of set that we've had four packs ago or yeah. in the original box. Like, I like those new things. I like, you know, how mm -hmm. sacrificing became a big deal with the Executor. I like how, you know, we changed things with Battle of Hoth and, and Speeder decks. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, we've we've always reached these kind of 
checkpoints in the game every few packs or every mm -hmm. few expansions where it really changes sort of an operational thing. And, mm -hmm. and I think one of the discussions we're having in getting set up for the show, which might be a good segue, <laughs> is, you know, how far can we really push this game or how far can FFG push the game if they continue to, you know, put or will they run out of different types of ways to play the game or put in new mechanics that keep the game fresh mm -hmm. and i and i think eventually they may run out but you know i'm glad to see something like this that really shifts the focus away from like you said patrick and matt you also recognize this you know navy being damage 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 push through shield on this let me boost the the effectiveness of walkers and go forward so mm -hmm. yeah and you can't really i mean you're limited in how much dam objective damage you can give Navy sets because they already have good blast damage. If making interchangeable sets, so, right? Well, I can run these Star Destroyers with their blast damage, or these Star Destroyers with which also have blast damage. But I've run out of room to run both of them, and you, you they're they become indistinguishable. So you have you have these support sets that allow you to tailor how your aggressive deck works. You know, uh, aggressive deck running Piet is going to look at doing weird things with fate cards that um, a deck without him, you know, a deck running Sabotage in the Snow is looking at what can it do with shields. And, um, you know, they both might play aggressive, let's go blow stuff up, but they play very differently. And mm -hmm. I think I think that's what we're getting here. I still want my TIE Fighter deck. But <laughs> we, we, you know, we, we have, like, I feel like the core set left us hanging on the TIE Fighter still. But, oh well. Yeah, Black, it's... <laughs> Black Squadron Assault. You know, it's funny. I actually still try and put fit that set into different things every once in a while because I remember the first time I played the game is I used his reaction and flipped up Palpatine <laughs> and locked my opponent <laughs> down. And he was like, man, that's like the most broken card ever. And I'm like, I know, it's great. And then the next time I used it, I flipped it up and got a twist of fate and I was like, damn it. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't work at all. So, yeah. I mean, it's... Anyway. Yeah, I, I digress. But. No, yeah, it's it's a really really odd set, and I think that we are going to see a really interesting meta shift just from this set, Ma mainly because it allows the dark side to really kind of bolster that edge battle, something that they've already had a huge bolster with. So it'll be interesting to see how the light side can actually come back and say, okay, how are we going to do this? How are we going to effectively counter Admiral Piet? Now, um, one thing that can counter it is the smuggler card. I think it's over my dead body. When a unit does an action, pay, pay the cost of the event, and it cancels that action. So that does could it work on reactions too. I don't remember off the top of my head. I, uh, you know what? I don't think it does. I think it's just well, it, no. I, you know what? No, it's just an action. I'm sorry, I misspoke. Uh, yeah. Darn it! Give darn it! It was like the perfect. It's like yes, Lando's viable now. Woo. Oh, never mind. You. Um, That's okay. Yeah, I mean, Lando can knock him out of a. Yeah, th um, that's true. I mean, I I guess he's not elite. He he would not like being committed to the Force with right. echoes. Mm -hmm. He's, um, you know, it, and he only works when attacking. So if he's not going to be around to defend. And if he is around to defend, you're not getting any benefit from all those edge cards placed on him. So, mm -hmm. you know, he swings in and then you drop Han and he's dead. Yeah. Or you drop anyone with tactics and he's not attacking again. Mm -hmm. uh, no, now, yeah, I would, I would definitely agree There's always that. ways around that. There's there's the Dark Trooper project. There's mm -hmm. Mahdi. Uh, um, there's always an answer. So, <laughs> but, you know, he's he's very good. He's a card that has to be dealt with yeah. when he hits the table, but there are ways to deal with him. And I would argue <laughs> that if there's a, if you're paying five for a card, he better be a card that as soon as he hits the table, your opponent goes, oh, I need to figure out what I'm going to do about him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I think 
he fits that. I. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it, it, it's just weird. It's just. Yeah. It, it's just. A, it's. It's just a weird set. When I, like Nick, when you where share, to go from there, I don't know. Yeah, like <laughs> like when you shared it with me, I was like, okay, that was that's different. But uh, anyway, let, let's continue on with some deck discussion here. Um, now, Nick, I know that you've been extremely busy with like your your work and everything last month. So, have you been able to pick up any of the new force packs at all, or have have you? Uh, uh, well, like I said earlier, I've been I've kind of dated right. myself. I haven't been able to really pick up much stuff, and I got to make a trip over there. But, um, you know, Tony, I, dude, I've been pl- you use Team Covenant. I know I really should. They really um, should. They're awesome. Like uh, Matt got his like what, a day before they were supposed to be released or something. No, it, it ended up coming in Friday. I mean, Team Covenant got. I think they got their stock in like Wednesday. Had it in the mail then. By the time it ships from Oklahoma to here, it's two days. That's mm-hmm. so. That's you know, still a great turnaround time. It yeah, was. They're awesome. Released Thursday. Some people had it Wednesday. I think some people online might have even had it Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I I almost always get it before the weekend, mm-hmm. which they came out, which is great because that's usually when tournaments are. So I'm never sitting there like. Uh, the force pack came out, and I don't have it yet. I'm at a huge disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which, I'm... this game has stayed fairly well balanced, and you could probably play behind a force pack and be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you could probably still put together core set-only decks, especially for Dark Side, that I could take to a tournament and feel pretty comfortable with. Well, yeah, like, I mean... Do I think they're the best yeah. deck? No, because that's not what I'm running. <laughs> if I thought that was the best deck, that's what I'd be using. But I yeah. think, you know, even using um, Matt Cole's deck from Gen Con and Worlds last year, that was still all pretty viable. Set. Yeah, I, I think I could take that to a tournament and win games. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's nice to see that the card pool is starting to really flourish a little bit, and uh, you know, get get some really cool decks out there. And not everyone's just running, oh, we're going to run, you know, Smuggler's Caverns, woo, or, you know, <laughs> everyone's going to run Sluice, and everyone's going to run the same Dark Side deck. Um, it, we're really starting to see a lot of really good diversity uh, with Smugglers and with Scum. Like, we're even seeing some some Scum decks do really well, which is really encouraging. Um, now, personally, Scum decks, for me, I don't think are as consistent as Sith control. So, I, I like, if, if I'm going to run a deck, I want it to be super consistent. So, like, I, I don't want to run the risk of, oh, man, I never got this card or these few flips, so my scum deck didn't do very well, or I never saw a, a lucrative um, uh, contract guy. And, like, I feel that that still maybe holds the Sith back just a little bit, but I think once we get the Deluxe set um, for this year, it's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I think we're going to see Jedi and, and scum do some pretty cool stuff. I mean, even now, I mean, even... We uh, we got some cool stuff with with the new set for Scum. We got some the, the new Yoda with uh, the new Force Pack, which is just fantastic. Um, and, and the set comes with the resource, guys. Comes with the resource. I'm so excited about that. A Jedi set that comes with the resource. That's awesome. That's <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. That's two for three this cycle. I know. It's it's like whoa. Wait a minute. What? But uh, so the, the decks that uh, we've been seeing so far are a lot of solo um, scum decks, which is generally lucrative contracts, um, Jabba, and then um, Feynman's Intuition, and then it just kind of varies from there. Like that seems to be like the core setup of solo scum right now. Um, then we have on the dark side, obviously everyone's running Palpatine, Mara, Jade, Vader, Jarek. Um, uh, there's been a couple people running yeah. the uh, um, the newer one. What's the newer one called? Um, um, Plan of the Prophetess. Yeah, that was... I, I'd say that's actually seen a little more play than Jarek right now. Yeah, I'm I'm torn if I want to take Jarek out of my deck or not. Yeah, well, you did kind of wreck me with a couple of well-time force. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, I mean, you were playing a speeder Against... deck, and that's not very consistent, so. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's the one deck that really, really doesn't want to see Force Storm because nothing is committed. No, okay. well, you can't commit anything, or else you just put yourself behind so so far. Yeah. So, I mean, the the worst part was Nick is he had like the best opening. He he put down Red Five and Home One. He damaged my my objectives, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna Force Storm this turn, and then he pulls uh, and then he puts out a couple of units. Uh, I leave Jarek on defense, kill Home One. 
and then he puts out a couple more units. Like, how many units did you put out? Like, <laughs> I I flooded the board pretty well, but and then I just four stormed again, and he was like, "Well, I can't do anything." <laughs> so like, and then I got out like three things, and you're like, "Oh, and here's my Palpatine." Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I needed to hit. I needed to hit earlier and faster, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a really interesting concept. Um, now, the the one deck that I really thought was really interesting. Uh, Nick and Matt was uh, the deck pre-named the uh, what the hell is it called um, the um, Gamor Run, which uh, uh, is the default uses two Falcon, two Chewie, two uh, Han, and two um, a Dash, and then the uh, two um, Gamor. Now yeah. mm -hmm. the the different variations are uh, we've seen flip the Force, take out Han, and put in Luke. There's been some discussion saying that, well, Han is better because we have Swindled, we have Crossfire, um, and then – but, I mean, right. Luke Luke has targeted Strike. Luke, obviously, Han And does. a resource. And a resource. <laughs> well, I mean, Han has a resource too, though. Yeah. So – but, I mean, like – I'd almost wonder about taking Dash out instead of Han. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I've, I've toyed with that, but, like, the deck that I'm running – only has one dash. I added two Lukes. I removed Tom and replaced Luke with Han. And then I'm also running Undercover Dealings, which is interesting because it gives the, the deck a little bit more con board control because you have um, the – what's the card called? The one that allows you to um, do the uh, – make the event your event. If – like say if someone tried to force lightning, you could force lightning somebody else. I'm trying to find it here. Oh, yeah. Um uh, narrow escape. That's right. Yes. And then we have the shadow operative, which is a one-one, which is fine. I mean, force choke bait. That's that's cool. But I mean, I I think that we're gonna see a lot of really good objective sets that haven't been used in the past, really kind of used in deck building. Um, and, and you know, Matt, what you said, I think that um, having dash out and putting Han in might actually be the way to go because. When I was playing against you, I, I didn't see Dash once, and holding all the cards really didn't do anything for me. Um, it gave me a nice edge hand. Yeah, I mean, it gave you a nice edge hand. Uh, Flip the Force uh, said Luke's Twi'let comes back with uh, with hyperspace. And, you know, th th that, is, that is really, really good. Uh, that's actually a good point. Um, so I, I'm almost inclined to actually take out Dash and put in Han because uh, Han's just so good. I mean... He has just all these awesome reactions. Uh, you end up with a little more resources that way. I'm not sure the deck needs resources, but... Well, uh, to be fair, you did kind but, of resource-starve me with your stupid capturing crap. Yes, I, I <laughs> need all your resources. You did. Year. It was like, you jerk, why? <laughs> um, yeah. uh, Flip, um, I actually want to ask you a question in chat. Um, I actually have not yet to use Hyperspace Marauder, mainly because I've found that He's better for an edge card because the, because I mean, light side isn't really known for having three free three force clips, so if you just put one down and say pass, you know most most players will think you're either twisting, or you're trying to pull some weird shenanigans. So like I've I've found that the four resources better suited off to use say, uh, Han or or something else. But I mean then again I mean he's, he's useful in the fact that, he has um, if you win the force struggle. You can put a printed cost of one or lower into play from your discard pile. That's also really useful. Um, uh, he said turn one is a great card after that. Dot dot dot. That's true. Um, Nick, what have you been? Uh, what have you been reading so far? So I mean, obviously I I've been going back to the the core set and stuff like that. I'm I'm teaching someone else the game, so um, I've been pulling out old old stuff and and not playing with the new stuff since I haven't been able to pick up most of it, but. Um, you know, I, I like where everything is going with the, the changes that they're making to the game. I like the new inclusions. I like the new characters. You know, I'm more into the fanciness of the, the lore and the art and stuff like that, and I'm continually impressed by that. Awesome. Um, have you have you have you tried to put um, in any like really weird object weird weird objective sets in your in your deck theory and crafting as of late? Like I've tried uh, to add like um, uh, what is it? Um, the the Dantooine objective, I don't remember the name. Mm -hmm. No one uses it. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like, have you used any weird ones as of late? I mean, so I've been teaching mostly, and uh, I've in teaching my friend the the game. So I put in rumors at the cantina, 
and it, it helps him with the resource matching at least. So, you know, what happens is it said, okay, you can play it this way where you don't have to, you know, adhere to that, but this right. is what you would probably want to do if you had to adhere to that rule. So, I, I mean, I've been including stuff like that, but um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what comes out along with uh, the, the next couple of upcoming packs as well as whether we're going to get that Bosch objective set that I've always wanted um, in I, the new expansion. So I, say, I think someone saw Bosch in a card fan for the deluxe. So. Yeah, I think it's if you look at the on the FFG website and you look in the article and you see like the like the border or like the heading they put, you right. can see in the top right hand corner there's like a purple or pinkish background Bosch looking card, mm -hmm. and I'm like that's not the Bosch art from the um, the challenge decks. That's a completely new picture, and I'm like, oh man, maybe talking with Zoe, which if you haven't heard is one of the episodes we had a few episodes back. She's uh, the director of uh, art for the game right you know i was saying this is the set i want it's bosch it's called fearless and inventive it centers around using the thermal detonator and etc <laughs> etc so i'm hoping that we get that mm -hmm. yeah i i would definitely agree um matt have you tried anything extremely weird like like with just like weird 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 corset stuff or like things where you're like well this doesn't make any sense and you're like holy crap this works um I don't know that I have a great story there for you. I'm sorry. Oh man, you disappoint me. I, I'm I'm pretty disappointing. I'll give you that much. No, no, you're awesome. But that's all right. Um, the you know I, I've I've gotten a bit behind on um, kind of some of the competitive decks. So I've mostly been looking over the regional reports and building those decks and trying them out and. Um, yeah, all the fun stuff that you can do there, and there's been some interesting decks through the regionals, and, you know, Flip has done some really nice write-ups. Yeah, they have. I mean, they, I've, I've really started to use their forums and website a lot more now. Uh, they've, they've done a great job at really getting some really hard-hitting information out there. Uh, the community is a lot, I think, more friendlier than some of the other communities we have around for the game. So I definitely would suggest starting to kind of go over to there. And, like, everyone's really friendly, super helpful, so. All right. And then um, just to go back to Bosch, because I multitasked and pulled up the mini site, um, there's definitely a Bosch card and, and a card fan on the um, Between the Shadows mini site um, with Boba Fett and Yoda. And about all I can make out is two cost, two health, two force icons, a normal objective damage, a normal tactics, some traits. I'm assuming one of them is character. Can't really make out all of them. Yeah. And some sort of text that... Some sort of text. Yeah. When this card some... enters play, text something text. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, can't quite make it out. But I mean, even even if that was a blank card, that's a good card. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's. I I think I think we're really gonna see that that meta just go from Sith control to Jedi smuggler to uh, scum navy possibly, or like it, it'll it'll just be really interesting to see how things really progress in the way that the the meta is shifting. I'm I'm really excited because. Um, like a lot of people know that I was kind of disappointed in the game for a while, and you know, once all the stuff, new stuff started coming out, I was like, okay, we're gonna start to see some really, really cool decks, and I can start doing some of my weird shenanigans that everyone made fun of me for, <laughs> because I like I like making all those like weird stuff, and everyone's like, no, that's terrible. Like the, the running joke between me, me, Matt, and Nate is, I, I like to put red five in literally everything, and they're like, <laughs> they're like, just, just see, see, Matt rolls his eyes. Yeah, he does. <laughs> And, and and Nate's like, no, like, but stop. double strike is so good, and I'm like, but you have no characters to use. <laughs> but but Red Five is so good, and you get a droid, and it's it's an awesome set. But uh, I digress. Well, and it it works thematically. That's the point. Is yeah. that's what I love about Star Wars as a game. You know, I don't play very many other games, 
it works thematically. Like I love the Admiral Piet card that we were talking about earlier because it's like, oh man, now I can go, oh, don't fail me, you know, you're in command now, Admiral Piet. And like that's the best part about playing the game. And, and when I was teaching my friend at work, you know, he's like, wow, you know, all I want to do is like every time I play a card, I want to say like the line that goes with this card, you know, like uh, he put down Han Solo and, you know, he wanted to say something about Han Solo. And, you know, it, that's the that's what really gets me about this game. It's not necessarily the mechanics of playing yeah. because i don't get a, a chance to be in the competitive scene but i love the richness of the game that yes. that's what gets me going yes playing competitively is fun because you meet people you play games at high levels but mm -hmm. let's let's not lose sight that we played the game because it's fun not because right mm -hmm. it has tournaments no no <laughs> i i would definitely agree with that i mean it's like like you know Nick, um, you seem like you're a little bit more happy with the game now that you have someone to play with. I mean, I'm starting to play with Matt now, and I'm like, okay, I'm actually starting to enjoy this because, you know, the human interaction, you, you, you get to talk Star Wars, you get to be nerds with each other. I mean, Octagon just doesn't have that same feel. So mm -hmm. it's it, it really kind of colligates. I don't know if that's the right word. Uh, culminates. There we go. Culminates. There we go. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, it really allows everyone to really just kind of enjoy themselves. I mean, I know when we did our regional here in Ohio, like I, that was the most fun I've ever had in in a long time in terms of socializing with people. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I lost pretty horribly, but I mean, you know what? I had fun. Um, I still, I actually got pretty upset when I got home, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like losing. I don't like. It's just. I mean, you know, funny story on that. My wife doesn't like losing either, so I have to let her win at Mario Kart, or else I get thrown out the window. It's it's scary. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, she's she's scary. First story window at least, right? Yeah. Well, no, the Wii's on the second story, so it could, uh -oh. could be the second story. So you know, uh -oh. never know. Defenestration. <laughs> I, I still need to go get Mario Kart Eight. We'll have to when, once I get it. Have you guys over? I need to. I I, I still need to get a Wii U. Is, is what I need to get, but I'm 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 hoping to get the the Wii U Mario Kart 8 bundle. So there you go. That's what I want. I mean, it has Thanks. Mario Kart 8, and it will have Smash Brothers, and yeah, that's, that's all you about need. It. <laughs> I uh, I try. I was I was hoping to get a Wii U before the end of this month because you got a free game download on the store, so I was going to get that and then be able to get like Pikmin 3 or something. But uh, my my new job doesn't start until two weeks from now, so I'm like, dang it. No, but that's okay. So close. Yeah, but all right, guys. Um, we're gonna wrap up, wrap up the show because we usually go only go about an hour, and uh, I do appreciate you all viewing and watching the, the live show. It was uh, kind of a new format for us. It's a little bit different. Um, I'm still working on the overlay. Not a hundred percent happy with it, but uh, yeah. any type of feedback is definitely appreciated. Um, uh, hit us up on uh, Twitter at. Table Flip Show or uh, Facebook forward slash Table Flip Podcast. Uh, I'm going to try and change those to make sure they're they're all the same across the board. But um, if you guys uh, have any topics for the show or anything, uh, just hit, a, hit us up on Facebook or uh, or Twitter, and uh, we'll have them ready for next uh, – in two weeks, two-week show. But uh, podcasts will be up in a couple days and all that fun stuff. But, uh, yeah, thanks, thank you to Nick and Matt for sticking around and having yeah. some fun. I will try to figure out my lighting here. When I look at Skype, I am not near as dark as I'm showing up on Twitch. So um, the yeah, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll well, yeah, I'll, I'll figure that we'll out. We'll mess more. with it. We'll mess I'll put with a it. lamp on top of my desk or something. There we go. There we go. <laughs> a, a Chewbacca lamp. There we go. That works. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah. Well, God bless. May the force be with you. And thank you guys very much for watching. See ya. <laughs>